Dear LinkedIn members, friends, clients, architects who are just interested to get a bit more um, knowledge about how to use tech, technology better. Today, we're going to cover Microsoft Teams and the best way to organize it. And uh, we're going to dive a little deeper into the specifics of um, using channels versus Teams. We're going to go into and discuss how to document your SOP standard operating procedures in Microsoft Teams, as well as we're going to hit a point about sharing files with your internal teams, as well as outside consultants, kind of walk you through best practices and take questions. Let's give it another minute. Uh, maybe I think we're right there at the 1030 mark. So let's, we can get this thing started. Uh, just a little bit of a quick housekeeping and a quick introduction. So we are Arc IT right here. You can tell right there. Uh, we're Arc IT. We help architecture design and engineering firms um, do their best work by solving their technology. So we're you know, IT service providers for the industry. I'm joined here today by the CEO and founder of Arc IT, Boris Rappaport. Uh, Mr. B, say hello. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully we can impart some wisdom and answer some questions. Yeah, with a nickname like The Brain, I think that's easy for you. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> I just keep, keep up with that. Uh, the Brain <laughs> the brain is going to help us uh, uh, dive deeper. So the, 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 the way we're, we're, we've designed this LinkedIn Live is that uh, you, our dealer audience listeners, are, get to ask questions because uh, we'll cover some of the things that we find as the most kind of annoying and things people miss. Uh, through our ticketing and, and support of our clients, uh, we found those three bullet points we're going to cover. And, and as I said, those are essentially ch using channels versus teams within the team, Microsoft Teams, sharing files with your team and consultants, and also documenting your standard operating procedures, which is kind of key. So those are the three things we're going to cover. But as we go through the event, we'd highly uh, recommend you ask questions. And your, your question is not specifically on the point we're covering you know we'll we'll address that question come back to the point so so don't don't worry we we're here to help you out like if we help out two people today you know one person that'll be great and that's what that's that's what we're doing this for okay just very quickly arc it you know why are we doing this who are we to to be able to do this um again as i mentioned we solve technology for architecture engineering design firms we're it providers but we'll go deeper than that there's a lot of um because we only focused on aac industry we have a lot of um a lot of experience and knowledge and curiosity about what does it take to run a business like yours and how can we best help? So we understand your tool set. We understand your, a lot of policies, procedures. We understand your best practices. And that's how we'd be able to deliver maximum value for minimum cost as your IT provider. Uh, we also run a podcast called Design Under Influence. This is where we, on a weekly basis, share tech tips for specifically architecture and design engineering firms. Stuff we hear in our ticketing, in our support, daily support stuff, weekly support stuff, we bring it out in the podcast. So it might be a good thing for you to browse our YouTube channel or whatever um, to find out, you know, if we can answer questions that you may already have. Um, and lastly, we're, this is a new thing. We are currently working uh, with AIA to put together a, like the ultimate technology kit. Boris, you want to talk about that for just a moment? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is something that we're working with AIA California on, and it's going to be a resource for any architecture firm, big or small, um, even sole proprietors, um, helping out 
in understanding which technologies to use and what place nicely together, depending on the size of your business, the operating systems you choose to run in your business, um, and you know the design tools that you decided to use in your business. So all of that, um, that resource is going to be able to help with all of that down the line. So Boris right now and team are working on uh, putting that together. Um, don't want to go too straight too far away from the topic, but that should be available uh, at, through AIA coming out pretty soon. Uh, we're 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 gonna do a pretty kind of significant launch the conference and all that stuff. So, but without further ado, let's dive into Microsoft Teams. So the way we organize the show today is, oh, this is not a show; it's a class. The way we organize the class today is that we'll do a little bit uh, kind of conceptualize the topic, then we're gonna go a little show and tell. And then please type your questions into the chat and we'll get to them as soon as we see them pop up. All right, Mr. B, let's do, let's cover the first, uh, or maybe just give us a little bit of an intro. Uh, I'm assuming people who are joining already are NMS Teams or very familiar with it. So don't do too much of it, but let's do introduction to Microsoft Teams, what it solves, how it helps, and dive right into our first bullet point. Uh, well, Microsoft Teams is a platform and I'm going to call it a productivity platform. It's a platform where you can run uh, most of your business on. Uh, the platform includes capabilities to chat, capabilities to organize your files, organize your departments, organize your teams of people, project teams, and so on. Um, it also has other features like video conferencing. Um, so it's basically a mix. I'm going to say it's a mix of Slack and Zoom, if people are familiar with those tools. Um, but yeah, it's a platform where you can basically do all of your internal communications plus external communications um, like video conferencing and so on. Perfect. Um, so let, let's dive into the specific ways we recommend uh, using Microsoft Teams that we see people struggle with, and that's channels versus Teams. You the, Explain us what the concept is and, and how do you think about those two different communication methods? So um, the easiest way to think about it is a team is a subset. Well, actually, no. So a team is something that you can create um, and then channels live within that team, right? So channels is a subset of a team. So um, in, you can create a team, let's just call it architecture. And inside that team, you can have multiple uh, channels, you know, one for, um, you know, discussing design, one for uh, project management, one for uh, other, you know, other um, discussions that you may want to have. You can also, add um, you know, individual projects as channels as well, so you can kind of keep your data organized in there. There's some caveats uh, for that, but yeah, I mean, for smaller firms, it's easy to just use individual channels, for example, um, to manage each one of the projects. There's a little bit of an archiving issue once the project is completed. Um, do you want to cover that just, just briefly, just so people understand like the limitations of channels versus teams? Yeah, so right now, uh, Microsoft does not have a technical capability of archiving channel data. So if you use channels for project management and then the project is closed, there's no way to archive that data so nobody sees it, but it's still available. You can either delete the channel altogether, which will delete the data within 90 days, or you just have to leave the channel there 
and um, you know people can manually hide it so they don't see it, but the channel is still kind of in an active state. Gotcha. Now, if we're using the whole teams uh, for that purpose, we can actually archive each individual team. And that's the advantage of using teams. What is the disadvantage of using teams uh, as a project, like a team equal project? If you're, in, if you're a smaller firm, uh, it can get quickly out of hand. And if you are the one, the business owner, or you know one of the leadership um, who is also administering, administrating teams, you can quickly get out of hand uh, to have all these multiple teams all over the place, and you know it becomes it becomes an issue of managing um, that particular aspect of it. So, for a larger firm, let's call it we call it larger in this particular case twenty people, twenty five people or more. Do you recommend using teams for projects for individual projects or still channels? I think it all depends not just on the size of the firm, uh, but also on. Um, how how many projects do you have going at one time and how many projects are kind of rotating, right? So, you know, if I have 20 projects going at one time and then every few months, two or three of those fall off, um, then my channels can get, you know, um, there could there's going to be a lot of channels uh, that I can't archive. So in that case, you should probably start using teams so you can archive them off as the projects roll off. Gotcha. Uh, do you want to show us a little bit, uh, uh, do a little show and tell on, on like creating channels versus teams? Yeah. And I think, I mean, everybody on this call is familiar with it, but um, if this is new for anybody, that would be awesome. So I can run gonna... quick through it and let's see if we have questions. Yeah. And in general, so uh, here I have a kind of basic setup, a new account setup where I wanted to differentiate where a team is and so when you create a team, it automatically creates a general channel. And then, as I said, you can have channels for individual projects underneath that team. Or, um, you know, that second option that we've talked about is you have your um, project as a separate team here and then channels underneath the, underneath that. And, you know, you can have, you can have it set up in any ways, but usually what we kind of see and what we recommend um, is to kind of do it by project phases. So I just created a couple of channels here, but we can create a new channel, which I'm going to show you. And I just call it CA. Um, so, so this we, is for when you're using a team to manage a project. Yes. So this is if you're using a team to manage a project, you have an individual project, 2021-06-002, signing cafe, for example. And then you have pre-design, schematic design. There could be more phases here, but let's assume that um, the next one we're going to try to manage is, you know, construction administration. So I'm just going to go into teams here. I will add a channel. Uh, we'll call this CA phase. Uh, we'll have a description um, channel. Oops. Helps if I could type. And then after this project. You recommend putting the name of the project in, in, in notes for searchability? Yes. That's actually interesting. That's actually yeah, a little so tidbit. Filling out, nice. filling out a description is good because A, it's searchable, and B, if people are trying to find this, um, if, they're, if they're not yet a member of this project, for example, they can search for the team that contains CA 
uh, phase of this project and we'll be able to easily find it. Cool. Um, so in terms of privacy, um, it usually we just leave it as standard unless you want to specifically um, share this channel with specific people. So you can set it as private and only, so by default, if you have it as standard, anybody who's a member of this team will have access to this channel, but you can set it as private and then set your permissions separately. So maybe, um, you know, for CA administration, not everybody who is in the, um, um, you know, signing cafe project needs to have access to that. So you can set it to private. You can also set it to shared and that way you can invite uh, people from other organizations that have Microsoft Teams into the specific channel and they'll be able to access your communications and your files. Um, now, this is a new feature that they've added and um, I just wanna make sure that everybody exercises a caution when they're doing this because whoever's added to this channel will see everything that goes on in this channel including the files you put in there, but also any posts, any communications you have with your internal team. So this, this one, I don't recommend using just yet. Um, if you do some testing beforehand. Cool, another tidbit, okay. And then if you, usually I check this box so that the channel shows up. If you don't check the box, the people don't see it, but then they can go to the three, three dot dropdown and show the channel. So if you don't check the box, initially it shows up as hidden channel as opposed to visible. And then we'll click add. And now we have our CA channel. Um, when the, we, the, go ahead. Oh, just say, uh, if you guys are watching and if you found any kind of quirks by using team as a managing, uh, uh, the way to manage projects, uh, feel free to type your experience up real quick in the chat. Just wanted to hear kind of who's using channels, who's using teams to manage projects. So if you guys are using channels, let me know if you're using teams, let me know. Um, just want to kind of get a sense of, you know, how are people are splitting those two for managing projects. So in addition to kind of this, as we've talked about just, you know, general project management, um, one I think in addition to this, you need to organize your team or your business in general uh, within teams based on the function um, that a team performs. So you should have a team for accounting, a team for marketing, a team for legal, uh, where you have the architecture team, and then you probably have one more team that includes everybody. And if you have multiple offices, you probably want to have a team uh, for each one of those offices as well. So that, you know, if you're make, making any announcements, um, you want to be able to only direct it, you know, to the, that are, to the people that are in that office. So I just want to go quickly and we're just going to go through this and set up an accounting team. Um, let's see here. Um, so we go here, um, join or create a team. Oh, one more thing. So you can create, well, I'll show you this in a moment, but you see these teams showing up here. I will show you how to make sure that they show up for everybody else. So when we click on join or create a team, we can create a team. And they have some predetermined templates here as well. 
um, like the project management template, which includes, let me just click on that and I'll show you. So it can include some pre-assigned um, channels. It also includes some apps um, that you know Microsoft feels would be required for you to do project management. And those are uh, lists, milestones, um, tasks. This is basically like a to-do um, and some additional tools here. Approvals, if you need to push certain things forward and you require approval. So this is actually a very good template to start with uh, for creating a team to manage a project. But since we're just going to create a general departmental team, I'm just going to um, do it from scratch. So when we choose private or public, this is where um, this is where we can make it show up for everybody in the organization or just the people that we invite. So for accounting, since most likely it's a subset um, of people that need to be there, we're going to create it as a private team. And I'm just going to name it. And then I'm going to say I'm hoping I'm spelling this right. Um, Looks good. So and click create. Once it's created, we can add people to it because it's a private team. Now we can go ahead and I'm just gonna add my other account here. You can choose whether you wanna add them as members. The difference is, well, members is the standard, owner is the elevated. So owner can add other people to the team, members cannot. And then we close. So then the team gets created was a general channel by default. I can add some additional channels here as I've showed you before, like you know, finance, taxes, and so on, whatever the accounting department would need to collaborate and communicate on. Um, Alex, I'll turn it back to you. <laughs> yeah, well, I just wanna read Peter's comment uh, real quick. Peter, again, thank you very much for uh, your feedback. He says we're using channels for projects easy enough to hide them uh, from view on Teams, and we can deselect them from syncing to the Mac Finder. Uh, fingers crossed they'll introduce archiving eventually. So, you know, that's yeah, and your little in feedback. terms of archiving, there are paid, paid tools that will do that. Um, it's just not introduced as a part of Teams just yet, but there's plenty of third party tools that will help you archive channels if that's something um, you know you want to do. I think. Um, as we've mentioned before, it's more of, um, you know, if you're a smaller company, then managing channels is not that hard. If you're, you know, larger company and you get more and more projects, then it becomes a little bit of a hustle too. Okay. Let's shift gears and talk about, and, and, and if anybody has remaining questions, please feel free to type it in. Or if you watch this in recording, um, getarchit.com is our website. Submit a question. We, we started getting questions uh, through our submission form. Uh, would love to get more. Happy to just answer your question um, as they come in. So uh, with that, let's shift to sharing files because I think this is kind of critical, especially with the uh, cyber um, attacks and everything else going on within um, hacking and Cybersecurity stuff. Um, I think sharing files with clients and outside consultants is kind of key. Um, and guys, even if you do this all the time, I think this is going to be a good segment for you to review your uh, SOPs as far as sharing. Boris, please. Um, so 
I can basically share any file. Well, let, let, let's take a step back. So underneath, um, underneath the channels, uh, you can see two tabs that are created by default. One of them is posts, and this is where your conversations go. And one of them is files. This is where the files for this channel go. Um, so basically, um, if we go back and we just take our project channel, I think that would be the best one. This is where all the files for the project uh, would reside. Um, I, I should say most of the files for the project would reside because um, you know your models, your Revit models or your ArchiCAD models would reside somewhere else um, because you know Teams doesn't support uh, work sharing and collaboration of the models just yet. Um, but um, you know all other files like your proposals, your estimating and you know schedules anything um anything that you have in a you know pdf excel or word document format should reside uh, within here and then once you have it here you can then easily share it with either clients or consultants um, and so on now you can also have your um, models in here just for sharing um, they would not be work shareable, as I mentioned before, but you can have them here for sharing and then you can send a link to a consultant and they can download the model uh, from here as well. So uh, just just a little bit of a clarification there. Can, can we take a pause for a second? Can you put a bookmark to where you are right now? So don't, don't mm -hmm. forget the spot. I wanna, there's a couple of really good questions uh, I wanna kind of hit uh, very quickly. So Patricia, uh, Patricia, thank you for the Question, um, there's a lot of public agencies having Microsoft Teams meetings. How can we present to the public on this platform? Very good question. Can you? And if so, how? Uh, yes, you can. So there's a webinar functionality as well. So you can create an event. I think the limitation right now is 10,000 people uh, for attendance. And it does not cost anything extra yeah. um, like it does with Zoom or other platforms. Um, so you can create a webinar and basically use that, you know, to invite, create an event, invite people in, and then present to them. I hope that that was the, um, the answer you were looking for. Yeah, Patricia, if you have a follow-up question, please type it in. And Kate just had a comment. She said, I have used Teams throughout my MBA projects. I love collaborating with my team members on the shared documents. Yeah, I do as well. I share that. Um because that's um, that that's a really cool functionality and easy way to kind of agree on stuff and have a documentation along the way. Um, go ahead. So I don't know if I should be showing how to share. I think most people on this call already know that. Uh, so maybe yes or no, Alex. Uh, just can you do fast? Yeah, we can do. Fast. And then if we have questions, we'll I'll read them out. All right, so I'm gonna start by creating a document in here. I mean, you can either create or upload a document, obviously, and this would have your full kind of folder structure as it would for your projects. Ooh, hold on. <laughs> Neil had us a good question, man. I have to I have to pull you over again for just no, a no second. No worries, no worries. He says, he says, if possible, why not have this training session on Microsoft Teams? So there's a reason for it. So LinkedIn Live, and we're doing this through LinkedIn Live. Um, because we find that's, well, that's where a lot of you guys are. That's how you follow us. Um, LinkedIn Live does not support streaming from Microsoft Teams. Uh, right now, um, you know, the, there's a bunch of tools, but the easiest one 
we're using to actually stream this content is Zoom. So we have a separate Zoom meeting that then we stream to, um, to LinkedIn Live. So it's more of a technological issue right now, but also right creating the webinar and then inviting everybody to that webinar um, is, we find that was a little more difficult. We've had these webinars before um, and we've used, um, we've used Microsoft Teams, I believe Alex, um, but it's just getting people to there through email is much more difficult than through LinkedIn. That's all. It's more of a, um, it's more of our, uh, how we're doing our marketing process versus what's possible. Yeah. And I'll, I want to add to that just real quick. So, so what LinkedIn allows us to do is to gather the people who follow us and, and send them an information about the webinar who are most likely to benefit from this information. We're not going to put it out in a public forum. Um, I think, it's best for architects who want to participate in town halls, discuss a project, you know, because, uh, um, you know, municipality or, or government agency will share that link and the public who's interested to attend will find that link and, and, and decide to attend. So that is fine hosting Microsoft Teams, but Microsoft Teams won't help you target the right constituencies or constituents um, when you want to broadcast an event or educational class or something like that. So that's, this is, this is the, the, the you know, the, this is the difference. Yeah. Good question hope, though. I love that, Neil. That was a good, that was a good little. No, awesome question. Not? I'm just hoping that since both LinkedIn and Teams are basically a Microsoft product because LinkedIn, LinkedIn is uh, owned by Microsoft. I'm hoping they'll build that integration fairly soon. Yeah. All right, let's go to sharing. Sorry, sorry, guys, if you were uh, uh, pulling over Mr. B. Let's keep rolling. I'm just going to do something real quick. I'm going to create a document called test. So we'll call it test and then... Then we'll click on share here. Um, now, um, by default, um, by default, it may, Microsoft doesn't allow sharing um, outside of organizations. So if you have created a team, um, you may not be able to have access. It depends on how you have your organization set up. I think we may be restricted here, but let's just take a look. Yeah. So. I cannot share to anyone with the link. I can either share to people in my organization or specific people. Um, now you can, if you're the administrator, you can change this setting on the back end uh, in Teams Administrator uh, Console and actually have the setting available. Uh, but by default, they're trying to limit the sharing just because of the security um, that you know not everybody understands that they're sharing outside of the organization and the link is actually can be forwarded on if you do an anonymous link. Now, if you say specific people, you can share outside of organization. You can share with my Yahoo account, for example. And then you can choose whether, uh, no. It's because of my screen. I didn't save. 
No, so it's because of my screen. I can't scroll down. Um, I think we got the point. Because we're doing the video. Yeah. But basically, you would be able to then select what kind of access you want to give them. Um, you know, whether you want to allow editing, where they can only review it, and you can also block downloads um, mm. if you want. And then you just click send, and it will send the link to that person. They will receive a link that says, you know, somebody has shared this file from you. They can click on a link, and then they they will get a code to verify that they're that specific person, and then they can access the file. Got it. Are there any other nuances in relation to sharing information with people outside of the org? Any kind of gotchas? Anything else uh, besides like what you explained already that if you share a channel, they see everything within that channel? Um, so your recommendation is to share files. Yeah, my recommendation would be to either share individual files or folders. Um, folders, okay. So you can go back. If you have folders, you can actually share the whole folder and people will have access to everything underneath that folder. Okay. Um, and the reason why we want to share files this way and not just email them, um, A, it helps to organize. B, when people make changes, if they, you know, if you want to download, they can, they will be forced to actually open this file and then whatever changes they make automatically saves to that location. So you're basically collaborating on one file as opposed to having a bunch of copies of files going back and forth. So it saves, um, I think it saves a lot of organizational headaches. And it also, like if you have a large file, for example, large PDF, um, many email programs don't allow for large file transfers that way. So if you just send a link to that file, um, it eliminates that issue as well. Gotcha. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you got questions about sharing stuff, uh, type them in. We got a question coming uh, from Walter. Walter says, is there a limitation on size of files that can be shared? A good question. Um, I believe I um, I kind of answered that, but no, there is no limitations of the size of file because all you're sending is a link. But I, um, I think he means inside the teams. Like, can you upload a 20 gigabyte movie in there or, or, or you know, a design file? Um, I'm going to have to get back on the actual, I mean, there is an upper limit, but that upper limit is fairly high. Uh, I'm going to have to get back on the actual number. But yeah, 20 gigs should not be a problem. Have you um, seen people sharing heavy models and stuff? Yes. Okay. Huh. Okay. Good question. Good question. So the answer is probably enough for what you need, Walter, unless you, you're really truly sharing some giant stuff. Um, and yeah, but and we I'll, don't have the exact answer. <laughs> well, I'll get the exact answer and post it in the comments um, so you can review this event afterwards to get that answer. Excellent question, though. Thank you. All right. Um, Miles has a question. Microsoft increases upload uh, to five. Okay. Thank you. So Miles had a, had an answer to the question. See, we 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 uh, uh, you know group source source this thing. So he says two fifty is what it says. Two fifty gigs. Uh huh. Two hundred fifty gigs. Wow. Sounds about right. Wow, that's a lot. All right. Thank you, Miles. Appreciate you. All right, boys. Let's do standard operating procedures now. All of you, if you run a business or you are one of the managers within the business, um, you <laughs> there's nothing more. I think important than providing your team with guidance on how you want your uh, company to function, how you want to respond to clients, how you want to deal with 
issues, how you solve problems, and so on and so forth. So this is where standard operating procedures come in. And this is what we mean by standard operating procedures. That essentially is uh, sort of a blueprint on how you operate. Okay. Um, there is a way to document this in Microsoft Teams. We are doing this ourselves. And, and we find a lot of success because we have a lot of tech um, technology related um, wisdom we need to document to share with future employees as well as current employees for training purposes as well as for customer service. So with that being said, Boris is going to help us uh, kind of walk uh, work through the organization aspect and best practices for documenting your company processes within Microsoft Teams. Mr. B, go ahead. Right. And I also want to say that for many architecture firms, those company processes start with, um, you know, a digital design manual or, you know, um, the ability of how we design, how we create projects, you know, in our design tools and so on. So there's, I think there's a lot of knowledge um, that is there that should be documented. And if you're not doing it, um, then maybe this can help you start. Now, uh, to preface, I'm going to say that uh, we, as a company, so we have a standing meeting every Friday, which is our technical team's training meeting. And we record all of those meetings. So any questions that come up, um, any answers that we provide, any customer issues that we discuss, any customers, new customers, all of that gets recorded. And then we have a person who actually goes through those videos and breaks them up. Um, there's a very clear agenda that we follow in these meetings so that this person who goes through um, through these videos has kind of has easy way of section and cutting those videos. Um, so we basically record everything we do, and then we keep that knowledge as a video, cut it, and then uh, have it in our kind of digital standard operating procedures manual. So, um, go. Boris, can you, can we put a, put a pin in this? We got we got a number of questions. I, I want to make sure we address them or discussion. Um, uh, again, we're going to cover SOPs in just a moment. It's not going to be a long coverage. We're just going to show you kind of the best practices. But uh, Craig said, any record of, of downloads? I think we're back to downloading files when you share them with outside organization. His, his question is, any record of downloads or since it is a link, no history of downloads are displayed? Good question. So you can actually, depending on the licensing uh, that you have, you can have auditing enabled in Microsoft Office 365 in general. Uh, I believe you need an E3 license or better um, to have all of that auditing enabled. Now, I will tell you that if you're using anonymous links, you will not uh, be able to get the data of who downloaded. It will just tell you that a guest has downloaded the file. So if you have sensitive information, you want to be able to share it. Uh, you want to be able to share it in those share with spe specific people versus anonymous links. And that's why anonymous links is actually disabled by default. Thank you. Uh, Peter's comment. By the way, I appreciate that you scheduled this during the Apple event. Must be <laughs> Boris's decision. 
Well, Peter, I appreciate that you're not listening to the Apple event and listening to us. Oh, he's probably double, um, you know, <laughs> double, double picking, multitasking. Yeah, multitasking. No, you don't Tasking. want that. Multitasking. Okay. Uh, Patricia says Microsoft Teams on Mac is glitchy. Is there a patch for it? Uh, I just have to use the web based app. So uh, I'll address this from personal perspective. You are, um, I am on Mac. I'm operating on Mac. I'm in Teams all the time. They're very few situations where this where issues come up. Like today, you'll just shut me out of the meeting, but I, I got back in. Tip, it's actually gotten pretty good. I'm I'm surprised, uh, Patricia. I'm not sure if you're in a older version of a Mac. I mean, you can be. Um, maybe latest latest software, latest software for Teams, but the Team app worked great for me. I think Peter can comment on this as well. There's some definitely limitations on Mac, um, but not not a lot. Not. Not to a point where I, I don't want to use it anymore. It used to be that six months ago, eight, nine months ago, a year ago. Yeah, Boris made me use it. And I just I just told him, you know, I'll, I'll do it for you, but out of love. And that's it because uh, <laughs> I'm suffering. Now it's good. Um, yeah, Patricia says, I do have an older version. Yeah, if you can. And that's that's just like personal experience. I would, I would you know, I have a newer Mac, new Mac, and it's just been flawless, almost flawless. Um, and, all right. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, Microsoft releases updates and patches all the time, right? Every month, at least, um, for Office products as well. So, you know, keeping your Teams client up to date would be my suggestion in this case. All right. Sounds good. Um, Let's go into the SOPs. There's a a part of Peter's question I haven't read yet. Why don't we go to the SOP real quick? Because I want to make sure we have, we cover that, because that's a kind of, that's a very, very important piece, I think that a lot of us can use some help, including myself. Okay, I'm actually, for this, I'm going to share our, so I was sharing the test version of our Teams. Now I'm going to share a production version of our Teams. So hopefully um, that all shows up well. So that's the test version. And that's the production version. Okay, so um, kind of real quickly, as we talked about organization of teams before. Um, so we have, you know, a team for our technical team, a team for our marketing team, a team for our operations, HR, accounting, um, everyone, and then leadership. That's how we organize it. So inside of our technical team, we have the policies and procedures channel. This is where, um, you know, we have our kind of standard policies for our technical team. And most of the time, so if we've discussed the policy and procedure in the meeting, I'm also going to put it in this channel as a announcement post, right? So um, if you guys don't know how to create different types of posts, so your standard post is you would just create new conversation and start typing in here. But you can also click on this um, icon here go to instead of starting conversation actually making an announcement and it's going to create a more um robust layout for you something that jumps out much easier and you can also change the color of it if you want to um you know have different colors for different types of posts in here for example uh, like our internal policies would be blue color if i want to have you know if i want to announce a policy or that we've reviewed about clients um, facing, it'll be red color. You can also, you know, do green for something else. So um, this allows you to kind of customize it and make sure that people are paying attention to this as well. 
So this is what I would do if we have a new policy. Um, I would announce it here. Now, in addition to that, and this is something that um, was, this is something that I'm currently working on, but I think this is a good um, thing to share as, you know, standard operating procedure manual or digital design manual, um, using it in this format feels like much better way of having all the information in one place. So um, I have this tab here, which is basically a tab for OneNote. The cool thing is I told you about the videos that we we record for every meeting. Um, once those videos are edited and kind of broken out, I can then embed this video uh, into this uh, page. And basically, so if we look at it from a high level, so this is the technical team operations manual. These are service desk procedures. Um, you know, these are ticket support ticket procedures. So ticket creation, there's a video for it. And then there's a description of actual step-by-step -step things that they need to do. So for our, you know, for us, this is kind of the format that we want to do. If I, you know, in terms of client communication, the, this is the video for uh, explaining how we should be communicating with clients, whether it's a ticketing system or email. And then there is um, an actual subset section of step-by-step -step instructions with screenshots that provides additional information. So um, again, the way I'm doing this, it's a OneNote um, document that you can create multiple sections and multiple pages and tabs in. And then you can embed your videos uh, that you recorded previously and then upload it to Microsoft Stream, which is part of your Office 365 subscription. So Microsoft Stream is basically corp your corporate YouTube if you're on the Microsoft platform. And then you can embed those videos into here. Any questions? Yeah, uh, I want to read that question with for Peter because I think it's kind of interesting. and and. While I'm doing that, if you guys have any questions for documenting procedures and policies or some tips that you've found helpful, useful, uh, please put those in the comments. But Peter says, I'm curious if you see uh, platforms merging in the future. Uh, best in concert with Outlook. Oh, he's talking about Outlook um, and he's talking about Microsoft Teams. And that Microsoft Teams calendar function is not that great right now. And you can't see other team members' calendars, or can you? And whether do you see this you know, part improving or or not? Um, so in terms of, yeah, so what they're what Microsoft direction is, they're trying to move all of the functionality for kind of communications that Outlook has. Uh, into Teams. So all of that is going to be improving. That's on the roadmap. I've actually seen that particular function of, um, you know, specifically around calendars on, you know, so there is a bulletin board that basically has feature requests and you can go in there and upload and download. So as far as I remember that particular um, function about like seeing other people's free busy data um, is, really high on their list. So it's going to get implemented sooner or later. Uh, but in general, yeah, they're, I mean, they're driving to get teams to where Outlook is right now. And do you have teams probably as your primary tool uh, versus Outlook? Because I think right now Outlook is still the primary tool, although internally for us, um, since um, we're doing all of our internal communications inside of teams, 
I would say we're, you know, 60% or 65% teams and 35% outlook. But I know many other organizations and our clients are more like 70% outlook, 30% teams. But that should shift as more and more features become available inside teams. And that is on the roadmap. Right. You can kill the sharing, by the way. Oh, all right. That's no, all good. Um, so, all right. If you guys have any other questions, um, this is your time to ask. Um, I think that we are uh, pretty much covered the three points we wanted to cover. Um, would love to see if anyone else has any questions. And again, if you're watching this recording, just do yourself a favor, go to getarcit.com and uh, hit contact and just fill out the form and ask your question and we'll get back to you with an answer. You don't need to be a client for us to help you out. We're, we're happy to do so. Um, with that, I'll give it another you know, 30 seconds or so. Um, we're right at the 45 minute ma uh, mark. I'm glad we're, we're able to pull some people out of Apple event. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I read about this. I don't usually attend the events, but yeah, I'm an Apple boy. Sue me. <laughs> no comment. All right, then. Uh, sounds good. <laughs> Thank you very much for, all, for your time. And we really appreciate your attention and uh, give us some feedback. Again, getarchit.com. If you want to hear any other topics, uh, we'd love to uh, help you, um, you know, uh, understand the topic and cover it for you. Any parting words of wisdom, Mr. Boris? No, no. I mean, thank you all for attending and I hope everybody learned something and is going to enjoy their day. Yep. Thanks a lot. See you next time. <laughs>